This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Weirdly Magical with Jen and Lou. And I am Lou, and I'm an astrologer. And I am Jen, and I'm a, an Akashic healer and card creator. <laughs> and we're both writers and we're both multi-talented. <laughs> so Jen and I, um, we, we thought we'd do another episode of this podcast to talk about this big full moon that we have coming up on um, May the 29th at 7.19 a.m. Pacific, 8.19 a.m. Mountain, 10.19 a.m. Um, Eastern, and that will make it about 3.19 p.m. in the UK, I believe. So, Jen, what's the first thing you notice about this full moon? Well, I think what's very uh, interesting to me is that it's on the 29th, which is an 11, uh, very powerful uh, energy of that number you know we're in an 11 year it's on a 29 day which uh, tells me this is about a rebalance of some kind of stepping into a new energy and uh, so that's the first thing that kind of sticks out Uh, the other thing that's really interesting is this is a seven month and uh, the moon and sun at eight degrees mm. wait yes yeah eight degrees yeah, yeah there are eight degrees oh yeah i was looking yeah. at eight degrees so we have seven eight nine on this particular day um because we have the nodes as well at seven degrees of course okay. and, they're, and they're aspected by the full moon so Yes, and this is a nine unit. It's a nine universal day. So seven, eight, nine are activated. Mm. And what does that mean for us? Well, the thing about the seven and the whole month we have been in, it's a seven universal month, is it's about looking inside for our own wisdom. So researching for who we are, mm. reestablishing that idea of what it means to live from our truth. So mm. it's coming back to our own nature, getting more into nature, breaking free from uh, a system which tells us who we're supposed to be. Mm. The eight is about bringing that into balance, bringing in, you know, they say bringing heaven to earth. So the idea of bringing the spirit into matter in a deeper way, because eight is very much about having the strength to do what you need to do, right? No more excuses. This is it. You have to take the journey in order to bring balance, bring spirit to matter. 
focus on what matters. Like, where are you putting your leadership? Where are you putting your intention? What is success to you? And so this is all that rethinking. The nine is a, really the aspect of the nine is uh, interesting because we have a nine at the, for the year. It's an 18-year, right, calendar. Mm -hmm. And this nine is about expanding our wealth or resources in a whole new way, letting go of old ways of thinking about the material world or money or how we influence people or what leadership means. And also it's about including others because mm -hmm. the nine, the ultimate thing about the nine is it's universal love or unconditional love. It's, it's connecting ourselves to the brotherhood and sisterhood of the world and mm -hmm. connecting through love. And I just love how the numbers always tie up with the astrology because uh, <laughs> astrology, <laughs> we were just talking about that before we came on how everything all ties together because in this um in this full moon uh the aspects to the moon's nodes at seven degrees are forming what's called a mystic rectangle mm. and and that really um and it's in fire and air of course um with gemini and aquarius um for the sun and the south node and then the north node in leo and the moon in Sagittarius, uh, fire element. And this a mystic rectangle is a really fortunate um, configuration that really it kind of describes what, what it says. It's a mystic rectangle. It brings in <laughs> this connection with the, with the mystical and kind of bring, blends things together. And I love that it's a full moon and the moon's nodes forming this which to my mind makes this um, makes this deeply feminine and really I'm, I'm seeing this reflected already in kind of what's happening in the world with, um, with the me too movement kind of coming up again and things like that, you know, the, um, um, the feminine is kind of speaking out again and um, this, this coming to some element of fulfillment there's more to come clearly um but as well there is also what's called a yod involved in this full moon and that is from the sun and the north node pointing at retrograde saturn and that's a saturn is the rules especially in capricorn and he's retrograde and it's the patriarchal rules and you know this is not to say this is not really about just women and men this is about changing the rules and we look at the um, um referendum in ireland <laughs> where the yes. results are just coming in there's a result of it that's huge change in the rules in ireland um to overturn the complete ban on abortion in ireland um and and it is about the male and the female as well, to a degree. But it's more about the rules, really, the rules we live by. There's also um, a lovely, lovely grand trine. I think there's a couple of them, actually. But there's one from um, Venus, who is um, out of bounds, which means Venus is acting quite rogue at the moment. She's out of bounds till June the 7th. And when when a planet is um, out of bounds, this means they're at a certain declination. Um, that's very 
I'm not going to go into the technicals of it, but when a planet is out of bounds, they they do they do go rogue. Like Venus is about harmony and um, attraction and the other and money and love. But when she's in, when she's out of bounds, she is a little bit um, kind of a um, bit more of a monkey, really. She's she's kind of breaking the rules herself already anyway. Um, so there's another rule breaking aspect. And she is um, aspecting Jupiter, retrograde Jupiter in Scorpio. And when Jupiter moved into Scorpio was when the Me Too movement resurged, like almost exactly to the day Weinstein was outed when Jupiter moved into Scorpio. So there's another indicator. And all this is connected by a beautiful grand trine to Neptune in Pisces. So really our spiritual um, beings are being up uplifted and upgraded on this full moon and with it being in Sagittarius it's about higher truths it's um it's about higher learning it's really um it's really quite beautiful to my mind all of this full moon yes I think you know the thought that comes to mind is this is uh, you know this is about karmic uh, redistribution or mm-hmm. paying the debts to the karmic situation, you know, that expression, what you sow, you shall reap. And with um, Uranus in Taurus now and Chiron in Aries uh, and all these other things you're talking about, right, in this particular Mm. full moon, there is that energy of having to pay what we owe, right? So, um, and that's, again, you mentioned the idea of, you know, the, the um, you know, the Me Too movement or whatever. And the 11, the 11 year, the 11 in this actual moon on the 29th day is about rebalancing the male and female energies. Mm-hmm. It's about coming to terms with who we are, right? Talk about that mystic uh, um, re- rectangle, mm-hmm. the idea that we, we can't continue the way we've been going because it's out of balance it's out of bounds Mm -hmm. right we've been living out of bounds we've used old rules that were made for certain reasons and they don't work anymore Mm -hmm. we've moved into the 21st century which has shifted you know a lot of that stuff the patrimony kind of energy which was created in the uh, 19th century right the century Mm -hmm. that was all about well you know, from one all the way to the 19, I should say, I shouldn't say the 19th century, all the way, right, from the first year, mm-hmm. it was one, right? And now we've moved into two. So one was about this idea of, of uh, working hard and putting everyone in their place and deciding who they are. Uh, and it, it, it does, one is a very masculine energy of, mm-hmm. uh, of you know, leadership in a in a very focused way which drove us to an energy that is not sustainable anymore right mm. it's heavy on one side well it ignores the f- the female energy that's in all of us this is not really about men and women at all is it um, no. you, um because you know men 
pretty much suffer from that (laughs) that single-minded focus as much as women do and interestingly mars is very close to the south node on this full moon and mars is the the archetypal male energy of course and um and he um will reach the south node quite soon and then turn retrograde close to the south node and uh, go back over it and the south node is is karmic it is the past it's Mm. letting go it's a point of release where all where we're being asked to release and um, in aquarius that's really about um, feeling disconnection and um, alienation and you know now society has become very disconnected and very alienated all all along and the north node in leo has been asking us to open our hearts and give and receive and this connection and and stop feeling like we don't fit in and things because mm. I, I think everybody feels like they don't fit in <laughs> so so we must fit in in some way that's my well yes that's true <laughs> that's also was the the idea of the uh you know the the time of uh, the calendar from you know year one of christ's death right mm-hmm. uh started us on this path that we should all become the same right mm. uh, that we all needed to fit into a certain design and so that is what it was about it was about everyone organizing something so they all believed the same thing that we all came you know and we all were a great piece of the pattern and that was great but now we don't need that anymore or we're on the other side and what's interesting the 11 one and one and two so we have two ones so it shows the importance of the one Mm. but it makes two and two is the number we're in now we're in the 20s right Mm -hmm. in the centuries in the twos, which is about the feminine energy. It's mm-hmm. about this uh, allowing yourself to open up to uh, softening, softening who you are. It's also about setting boundaries. I think that's the, you know, the balance, what really balances you is to set boundaries. It isn't about having barriers, you know, and saying mm-hmm. it has, you have to do it my way right? My way or the highway or whatever that is. That's very much that one energy. The patriarchy has depended on the female to keep it alive. Mm-hmm. And now we have to break that old system, those old constructs, because you know, it's just, it, you know, as you say, we have to own our weirdness. We have to own the feelings we've experienced, these awful things we've had that we've hidden from society is all coming to the surface. Mm-hmm. And this is what's helping us because ultimately the 11 is about standing on your own two feet. It's mm-hmm. uh, recognizing that you are receiving divine information. You're connected to divine energies. You're also rooted in earth. It's very much an earthy energy here. Mm-hmm. You know, that fire and earth that is you know, in this chart is about this right i mean there's a reason there is much of that in this chart is because it's about taking these ideas or the fire of your passion and grounding it in the way you live and how you respond to the world so it's not saying i'll be whoever you want right Mm -hmm. like 
watery energy. It's more, I will be who I am and I will give you permission to be who you are, right? Like you be who you are, I'll be who I am and these are my, my boundaries. And we'll love each other for who we are. <laughs> yes, yes, right? That what little north node in Leo with the heart because of course Leo rules the heart. And, uh, and yeah, you know, interestingly as well, um, I know I follow um, kind of current events mm. a lot. And um, I am going to mention his name, Jordan Peterson, for this <laughs> because he keeps coming into my uh, my vision at the moment. He's um, one of what's called a dark web intellectual, which sounds mm. really and he's really um, socially conservative. And he, he is, he, to my mind, he just represents um, the old ways trying to hold on, the resistance to this change that's coming. Because mm. he, his, one of his favorite expressions is, well, this is just how it is, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I found that really amusing when I listened to it. Because yeah. I... Well, no, no, it isn't just how it is, actually. <laughs> well, yes, and, and the, the point of that, it's a really interesting, I don't know who it is, who he is, but it's really interesting, right, that there's this, this idea that this is the way it's been and this is the way it will continue to be, and that's really the concepts of the patriarchal system. And mm -hmm. the idea of a one energy is it has to be this way, right? And it's, we have to focus on a certain thing. The idea that, that the thing they forget is that they don't have control over our minds, right? Mm -hmm. This is the thing. There's a lot of, I see that, I know there's a lot of mercury energy in here as well as Uranus, mm -hmm. right? Which is all about the higher mind, which I think you mentioned. And this idea that, yes, we have agreed to, to be in service, in subservience, right mm -hmm. service to uh, to the patriarchal system and now we're like wait i don't have to do that anymore yeah. so all these people want us to stay in that idea or that prison of the mind where we have no control i can't help it i'm a victim mm -hmm. you know and some we do have horrible things happening i don't want to say that we don't have horrible things happening to us this isn't what this is about but recognizing that that's part of life Things happen, right? Shitty things happen to good people. Shitty things happen to terrible people, right? Yeah. It, it, it's, it's just things happen. But the, our freedom comes from the choices we make and how we perceive what we see. Do we have to, you know, bow down and do what some guy thinks we should do or some woman because it's not just males doing this? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Or can we break free and say, you know what? You know, it's, it's the balance. Everything that gives us freedom also creates that sense of being imprisoned, right? Mm. We, can do, we can go either way, like with the internet. Some people are using it a way to control others, and then the rest of us can use it as a way to free ourselves. Yeah, yeah. And I find it interesting, go back to the astrology, because I always see it through the astrology, mm. is that the, the, this retrograde Saturn, um, in Capricorn, which is the rules and the patriarchy and uh, the energy of this is just how it is, <laughs> is yeah. he is retrograde and he is under intense pressure, which is a finger of fate or a yard um, from 
this sun in Gemini and the North Node in Leo. And of course, the sun rules Leo. So it's getting huge pressure from this heart energy and to, to change and shift. And he's weakened because he's retrograde already. I think we're going to see massive, massive shifts. Um, well, this year, but you know, on each of these, um, these lunations as well. Um, clearly Jen and I will talk more about this later with there's a, um, a new moon coming up in June. That's at 22 Gemini. And Jen's already talked about the energy of two. Then we have some eclipses coming up, three of them. Mm. The energy's mm. all going to shift. We'll talk more about those later. But the overall energy is this shifting, as Jen said, to, you know, creating our own rules and um, and kind of owning it, really, being okay, being different and mm. accepting everybody's everybody else's differences too. Yes. And, and, you know, the thing is we all have to understand, like the system has taught us that it's not safe for people to have their own rules mm -hmm. because uh, we need to band together. But here we are in this time of tribes or creating tribes where we have the opportunity to band together recognizing individuality which is mm -hmm. the power of the one so no one says we shouldn't be individuals however we don't want to be we can be rigid in our focus because it's creating our individuality and our connection i call the one is the lightning rod between you know heaven and earth so mm -hmm. you need to be that true connection to what's coming in and, and bring it down to earth however we can't be rigid about what other people are doing. We can certainly form societies and we should that have a framework. Yeah. There's a difference between having a framework and having a system that works for everyone as opposed to a system that just works for a few. Spot on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and, but, uh, you know, um, I hope a few of the listeners will, uh, will follow up a bit on the Jordan Peterson thing. I find it interesting. He's got huge following, Jen, I have to tell you, but he's, he's like this guy. He's like, he's, he's created this book called 12 rules for life. <laughs> like 12 rules that will fit your body. And one of them is stand up straight and put your shoulders back. And I'm like, <laughs> this could not be more representative of what we're being asked to move away from to my mind. <laughs> Well, you know, and it's so interesting. It's interesting that he's chosen the number 12, right? Because this yes. is a very powerful number. 12 is, you know, we have 12 signs of the zodiac, 12 months of the year, 12 hours, you know, in the day and 12 mm -hmm. at night. So it's a very, uh, it's a number that truly is um, being embraced by us. Uh, and choosing those things, you know, it's so interesting. You know, you can say that things stand up and put your shoulders back and, you know, we can interpret that however we want. So the mm -hmm. point is that he's making these rules based on his interpretation of what he thinks he is, but he doesn't have any control over how someone else interprets it. Yeah. Remembering that every rule, right, or number, right, number one, stand up straight, you know, that's like the number one. It's kind of crazy, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, every rule has its, its shadow, 
Uh, or every number has its shadow. There's the dark side. This is what we have to recognize in everything. Like what we're talking about, this whole chart is about balancing, mm-hmm. coming to that point. You know, we we at uh, extreme points right now. The idea of the Me Too movement compared to say this guy who thinks that uh, you know that who cares about women suffering? Women should obey men or whatever, right? I don't know if that's his rule, but it sounds like it. But it's this thing. It's like we are to extreme ends, which is good because people in the Me Too movement have to have their voice. They have to come Mm -hmm. out and share their pain. You know, it's one thing to have that pain in your own experience hidden behind closed doors, but there is something so healing, not just for the individual, but for all of us to witness and, and to cry over the pain that we've all experienced mm-hmm. being, you know, in our own need to experience. And I, I would imagine every human on this planet has had some experience that has uh, uh, crushed them. And so that thing of having that experience of allowing ourselves to truly mourn and bring it out into the open, this is the freedom, right? This mm-hmm. is the thing that is changing. No matter how much they hang on to the rule book, no matter how much they hang on to the way it's supposed to be, they don't have any control because the law of the world, right? The law of the universe dictates that you know what comes up must come down. Mm-hmm. So interesting. We're in a sixteen year, right? Uh, sixteen months. Sorry, sixteen months. And in the tarot, the sixteen card is the tower, and yeah. the key element of the tower is that whatever is at the top, the rulership or whatever it is, will turn and fall into the bottom. Right? It will revolve, and that's what's happening right is about us coming to terms with that it's deconstruction and reconstruction yes right exactly you're moving to the the polarity is changing so Mm -hmm. he can hang on to his books and rules but Mm. even that will get turned upside down or reinterpreted or changed yeah yeah, I just see it. I just, I just, it just always amazes me when somebody's so representative of what's, <laughs> uh, you know, it's kind of in your face, this energy of um, this, he's trying to hang on to these old rules and he's got this huge following, but it's, it's not, it's going to change anyway, as you said. So uh, yeah, it's, it's really, um, kind of interesting and I always see these things as in as kind of coming up for us to look at so we can learn from them that's what I see it so yes yeah it's yes uh, and the other thing you have to remember is that and this is also the one energy and I'm just looking at Uranus is at one degree mm-hmm. uh, not Uranus um Chiron, one degree in, in Aries and again it's this is this idea of needing certainty Mm-hmm. These people need certainty because the world around them is changing, right? So they need to, you know, cling tighter to something that they're going to make sure stays a certain way. Yeah. Uh, and that's the human illusion. We all have to deal with our desire to be certain. Mm-hmm. But we are moving away from this idea that people outside of us 
understand what our certainty is because mm -hmm. our certainty is within us. It's our relationship to the divine. It's our relationship to our physical body. It's our relationship to the earth. It has nothing to do with anyone else or anything else because all of that stuff is movable. Absolutely. And I just noticed, um, I think we'll wrap it up fairly soon, but I just noticed as well that, of course, Venus is at 11 degrees. I've already talked about her being um, out of bounds and and going rogue at the moment. And you you started um, by talking about the number 11 because um, it's on the 29th. And Venus is opposing Saturn pretty much for all of this week. So that's more pressure on that um, that Saturn, the rules and things. So I think with the combination of that mystic rectangle kind of taking us to a higher, a, a, another level spiritually, and mm. and the the watery grand trine um, that also kind of brings us to that um, higher level emotion. Mm. Uh, Spiritually, because that's that's including the Venus Neptune trine. That's, that's right. Venus. That's been going on all year. We've just had the mm -hmm. second exact, and we've got one more to come. There's so much uplift in this chart for my to my mind. Um, yes, yeah. I, I think this really is one of those bursting of the dams or this breaking through of freedom. There is this. Uh, I think I mentioned it last time, but anyway, the uh, where the sun is is the eye. It's right on or very close to the the heart of the scorpion, mm -hmm. and the moon is uh, almost at the eye of the of the bull. And uh, this is considered a war uh, energy, right? When the two of them, when the heart is uh, facing the uh, the eyes, the eye of the bull, the heart of the scorpion. It's a very intense energy. Mm. But the beauty of this is, and I think this is it, not to fear that uh, what is happening because it's very exciting. It's, it's, mm. it's incredible. It's like the eruption. I know being around in, uh, you know, where the volcano is erupting is not exciting in terms of, way, hey, it could be happening to you. But at the same time, this is the eruption of the feminine energy uh, in all of this, right? I actually, I, I actually have a friend in Hawaii who's yeah. um, who's been evacuated, and even though it's it's hard and it's um, and you know the people they're all losing things, they actually are finding it exciting as well. So I invite others to tap into that exciting energy, this this primal energy of shift. It's fabulous. <laughs> yes, it is. And there's a lot of support. Like the, this, the beauty of this is it's supporting us. It's, it's the feminine. It's the earth reclaiming. It's speaking out and releasing old pain. Mm -hmm. As well as looking at, when you look at the trine, Jupiter at 15 degrees, this is again about being in service with love. Do mm -hmm. the things you love. Give your energy to the things you love that you care about don't waste a lot of energy about things that are not important to you. Yeah. Focus on what gives you love and feed that because that's way more powerful than it is uh, worrying about what people are doing. Right. Exactly. I mean, you may have to set up boundaries around those people, which you can, but the more in tune you are with what you do, 
the more grounded you are, the more connected and more powerful you are mm -hmm. to counteract any of that backlash, right? Exactly. Because there is some, but... And, you know, one, one last thing from me, Black Moon Lilith um, is at the 22 degrees of Capricorn. Yes. That she's in the heart of the patriarchy, the original kind of fem female, if you like, um, at the um, 22, where we're going to have the next new moon at the 22 degree mark as well. And the 22, well, Jen knows more about the numbers, is a very, very powerful number, so... Yes, I can say that in the past couple of years, since 2011, right, the 22 has been playing a huge role in shifting and changing because it's about being, it's the architect of peace number. This is about designing the life or the experience you want to have. So before we get into building things, we need to step back and does, and, and make choices and that's what mm -hmm. we're doing right now we're making choices I think it's so fascinating she's right there close to Pluto mm -hmm. you know Pluto is the um, deconstructionist the energy and he's at 20 so there's more twos there you know the mm -hmm. 20 is this energy of awakening coming to our truths recognizing and this is what I feel like this is what this is all about there are going to be surprises there's probably going to be some activity that could be violent mm -hmm. however it's about waking us up and going wow have i been asleep have i been um fooling myself about what i've been putting my value in mm -hmm. and here's an opportunity to let go of this pain of this thing like i have to do this i'm suffering and i don't want to do it so it's helping us break free right yeah absolutely it's it's amazing to me this chart to be honest the more i look at it and it, mm. um, it's so balanced in the whole energy as well talking about balance it's just um so i'm hoping everybody else can tap in everyone all our listeners can tap into this energy of a uh, full moon is always a release it's always a fulfillment of something and it feels like some things are coming to fulfillment already but like Jen mentioned with the tower card, um, it's kind of a release to start building something new, deconstruction to reconstruct. So, yeah. Mm, gorgeous. Yes, absolutely. So, oh, do you have anything else to say before we go, Jen? How are your cards? Yeah, Jen, Jen has produced, if you're a first-time listener, Jen has just produced her first card deck yes i have and it's very exciting they're just getting out into the world so i'm having fun with them it's wonderful to see other people uh, interacting with them and and, and experiencing mm. them and seeing things because this is a whole new language that's coming through and i don't know the language so it's just as exciting for me as it is for those who connect with the cards and you know, I, I think part of it is having these kinds of tools that can help us to uh, move through what we're experiencing and explain it to us in a different way. My particular cards are about, uh, you know, traveling into the cards. They're portals. They help you move into them. And so you can begin to not only see what is possible or what you're looking at, but be supported in it. 
Mm. And whether you're using a different tool, doesn't matter. You use astrology, Akashic records, these divination tools, you, you get uh, guidance from some place, but you don't rely on someone else to be your guru. And that's, yeah, and I'm actually in the middle of uh, writing my first astrology book, which actually has that um, exact aim as well. So that should be out in October. It's um, astrology, well, the working title is Astrology for Personal Growth, but it has a big emphasis on the fact is there's nothing wrong with you to start with. This is <laughs> deep acceptance <laughs> of the self and making choices all along the way. So it's, again, it's another tool. And the aim of the book is so that you have that tool for yourself and you don't need a guru. So the same same kind of energy as the cards. Yes, exciting. Yeah. It's exciting to be creating this book. Yay. I know. <laughs> right oh, so happy full moon, everybody. I hope that this has um, kind of helped you. Um, you know, if you want to do a, an easy full moon ceremony, there's a simple, uh, simple ceremony that I do is sometimes just I... I write down what I would like to release and um, leave behind on the full moon. And, and then I speak it to the universe and burn it. But you can, there's lots of ways of doing full moon rituals. There's no right way, always work. Um, just do what feels good for you as far as I'm concerned. And it's helpful to my mind to just at least tune into the energy around the full moon and just kind of just, take a few moments to honor the moon and thank the universe for these opportunities that they give us. So. Mm. Mm. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Certainly, like you say, at least connecting to something that you're willing to uh, let go of, not be so certain about, be open to, so that you can release whatever the fears are that are holding you stuck just makes it easier it does all right then well till next time goodbye from me and goodbye from me